For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hey, everybody, this is Billy West from Futurama. Hi, how you doing? I hope you're doing lousy because I'm doing lousy, and I don't want anybody to be happy if I'm not happy. Now get me a sandwich with maggots on it. All right, this is Zeb Brannigan. You're listening to The Geek Show. Welcome to The Geek Show, the show that I've just realized I haven't done for a while and so have no idea what it's about and can't introduce. One of the robbers helped me. It's not an adventure special. No, it's not. That's good. That's narrowed it down. It's not a defender choice. No, it's not. It's not a convention special. No, it's the all-new, all-old, even, Geek Show. We've gone back to uh, how we used to do things a little bit. And we're going to be doing uh, various experiments with the Geek Show. There'll be uh, all sorts of things happening with this season as we experiment away. But first up, we've got uh, 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 we've got the blurb, I believe. Is it Rob? What do you want, Rob? <laughs> you were the one who was doing that. So oh, don't yeah. tell, I don't need to tell you what you're going to say next. I got confused. Sorry. I, I, I managed to confuse myself. Um, I'm still not used to the new format. That's it. Anyway, uh, we are obviously part of the Geek Show Podcast Network, and uh, if you like what we do, then show your support. Um, We've got a website, explore it, uh, give us a rating on iTunes as well, uh, and a review. We do like getting feedback from people, it does help us improve. Um, So yeah, uh, let's move on, because we've got a lot today. Uh, The news delivers, as always. We're not just... We're not just part of the Geek Show Podcast Network. This show is the big daddy of the podcast network. Yeah, we're the... We're, we're, Which is why we haven't done it for months and months on end. Yes, well, it'll be... <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, a, it's a really abusive daddy. It goes away and it gets really drunk and then comes back and says horrible things. So we, we just kind of try to be out when it's in. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's been in rehab now, so it's feeling better. Just this the beautiful story of how we reconciled with our Geek Show daddy. Yeah, this is the this is the Geek Show twenty eight days later. Well, no, twenty eight days. Sorry, only without Sandra Bullock. Those are, those are very different things, Rob. <laughs> only without Sandra Bullock or zombies. You know, when you said twenty eight days, I was just thinking eight weeks later. So that's just a completely different thing. Yes, it is. I'm glad none of us went with nine and a half weeks because, well, yeah. Yeah, you're just ups- referencing like measurements of time now. This is getting weird. Move on, Rob. Move on. One hundred thirty eight hours. <laughs> I, I did one as well. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, we're going to start off in uh, we're going to start off in Vietnam, right? And a guy called Marvan Nat. He one day he was feeling a little dizzy, and he didn't know why. You know, the rest of his body was fine, and he went to the hospital and found out that he had a pair of medical scissors, you know those ones that they use for an operation, he had a pair of those stuck in him from an operation he had 18 years ago. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> exactly. And also, so many, how? So many <laughs> questions, you know. How, is this just like, what was it, Thai or Indonesian? This? Vietnam, Vietnam. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Vietnamese uh, medical industry is, is it kind of like, uh, yeah, if we if we admit we've done the, like left the, the scissors in there, we're gonna get in trouble, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, you are. Just just blanket, forget it. He's not gonna remember anything. He'll forget. He'll forget. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Just motor on. He'll forget. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. It's it is. Fine. It is that old joke about the surgeon finishing the surgery and going, "Where's my watch?" Or I'm sure I was wearing a ring when we started. Oh, but it's just the sort of the distance in time between it, like eighteen years. Um, no, how do you not realise for that long? I don't know. It's like for 18 years he's been like 
going on holiday and just always gets stopped at the airport. <laughs> and he'd never been able to work out why. What have oh we got God. hiding here? Are you carrying any concealed weapons? Yes, but it's pretty well concealed. Yep. Um, apparently he noticed there was a problem, an ongoing issue, when painkillers didn't quell the pain. He's got scissors in his gut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit, you know, taken back by that, I'll be honest. You know, because you have those news stories. Well, I say news stories. Buzzfeed stories. Yeah. In which it's like 24 things, weird things, uh, 24 weird things that have been found in x-ray or surgery. It's like that. But those sorts of things are, I've stood on, I've got a, like a glass, um, I've got a light bulb up my bum. Does that happen? Don't know. (laughs) It just happened. Do you know it's the worst thing? You know, Do you know I the... must have sat on it. Yeah. Oh no, no. I've got an action. I've got an action man up me bum. How'd that happen? He was just swimming and got lost. <laughs> I don't know. But to have that, I mean, it's not like it's something soft or something, you know, which wouldn't be noticed. I mean, if you put your, if you're not watching where you're going and you, you know, accidentally just put your hands on some scissors, it hurts. You know. Yeah. So. Do you know the worst part? Gut, yeah. The worst part about on. this. Is that oh, I'm assuming it's his gut anyway. You're close enough, right? The worst part about this is that it is like those all those stories, the accidentally sat down on the action man figure kind of stories, but it isn't at the same time because he did actually have surgery. But oh no, I'm not doubting that part. Of it. The six inch oh, pair. So I feel like the important thing to point out is they don't accidentally sit on the action man's rob. I know it's a sex thing. I know, I know. Sexy sex rob. <laughs> Do you think if you search as... No, because that's a weird thing. I was about to say, if you search a sexy action man. I've done this before. I searched for sexy... Um, who was it? I searched for sexy Steve Buscemi, and I had a, an enlightening experience. <laughs> Don't search for I assume it's just hundreds of pictures of normal Steve Buscemi. And some sexy ones, too. <laughs> Don't search for it. Trust me. Spare um, yourself now. Anyway, the worst part about this is the surgical scissors, they're about six inches long massive yeah um and the other part is that they were lying on his colon not in his colon but on top of it (laughs) please say he went to hospital with sharp stabbing pains in his stomach kind of yeah (laughs) it's like the most literal example of they just left them there it is (laughs) (laughs) you know you just forgot you know apparently the government is now launching an investigation into the hospital that uh, did the operation 18 years ago. <sighs> you know, if that was America, he'd be getting a lot of compensation. Yeah, I, I don't want to sort of talk down on his experience, but it, it just make, it just warms the it warms the colon, doesn't it? <laughs> when you think about <laughs> our uh, NHS and all the sort of news that's going on about that, and it's oh, it's just bleak. Yeah, and then you you just see how bizarre the medical world can be when stuff like this pops up well um it's interesting and we you don't say, really have that bizarre stuff yeah, it's interesting you say warms the colon because uh, we're moving from vietnam to japan but can we just make a brief segue yes because you know when you said whatever you do don't google sexy steve buscemi <laughs> have yeah. you googled it you did didn't you you did, I did and the results were amazing <laughs> because all our female listeners you can buy a dress and it's a dress that's just a giant picture of Steve Buscemi's face. Oh, that's a new one. <laughs> yeah, that's a new one. I haven't seen that one. I'm not Googling sexy Steve Buscemi, though. Gosh, you have to, you know. It's, you've got to do one fun thing a day, listeners. Google Steve, sexy Steve Buscemi, you know. Any... Just as a little treat for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Hard day at work, sexy Steve Buscemi. Yes. <laughs> anyway, moving across to Japan, and staying with the warm colon idea of yours, Rob... Um, the Japan Restroom Industry Association have announced that they are developing a new set of control panel illustrations for their multifunctional super toilets. They're going to standardise the symbols for the benefit of foreign tourists. In other words, all those, all those stupid Westerners. Who are not versed in the ways of the super toilet. I like how literally the first one is just some sort of hell vortex. Yep. Yeah, I mean... When when us Westerners go to Japan, and I haven't been, so I can't speak for experience, but their language written down is impossible. Yeah. 
And I imagine there's lots of weird stories of people who go, usually, I don't know, say, American v- like, um, Navy people are, are weebs, which is a weird cross-section when yes. you think about it. I've just got some really, really weird stories by not being able to understand what the um, what the, uh, the hiragana or katagana, I think, are called. Katagana, so, yeah. Um, and, and these pictures are not helping. Well... <laughs> These pictures, in in order from right to left, well, right? number one is is just a whirlpool. No, no, no. From from right to left, they go. Ah, yeah. So from right to left, you've got lid open. Sorry, lid or seat open. Um, which looks like a sorry. lid or seat open. Oh no, no, that's lid open then seat open. Sorry. Which both look like? Yeah. The, Thanks for explaining that, Japan. Yeah. The it's next fairly one, self-explanatory. Right. The one on the very left is flushing large, and then the one next to it is flushing small. Uh, so, you know, when you've got that tricky poo that you just can't get rid of, yes. there's, a, there's a setting on the toilet for that. Oh, is that what the black box is? The tricky poo? <laughs> no, no, that's that's the stop button for when, <laughs> for when it's going all, all over the place. <laughs> because on the very right-hand side is drying... Right? Makes sense. Now, these oh, two... Oh, no. What? And the, no, the two the next to it. lines are a bum-bum. Yeah, one of, them is, <laughs> one of them is anus cleaning, and the other one is ah, vulva cleaning. Well, to be honest, both of them look like you're getting your bum kissed by an invisible ghost. <laughs> and if somehow I'd Japan has... to imagine there's a friendly whale just out of shot. <laughs> I, I've had a conversation this week where, I think it was with you guys actually, where we talked about how all horror films, that's where all the bad ghosts, I think there's good ghosts out there too. And I think Japan somehow harnessed the energy of good ghost kind and he's making all good ghosts kiss tourists' bums. Oh no. The that's the best... odd thing I just said. The best bit about this article is the uh, the Japan Restroom Industry Association they have a mission. Their stated mission is communicating the clean toilet culture to people all over the world. It's a bit elitist. I know. I feel vaguely insulted. I know. If it weren't for the fact that my toilet looks like a mild chemical disaster still, <laughs> I'd really take issue with it. Isn't like Japan, like in Tokyo, Osaka and all the major cities, it's like sci-fi where the toilet comes to you and asks you questions and asks you to fill out a questionnaire and all sorts of things, and you can be best buds with your toilet. Well, I don't think the but, toilet comes to you, but it does. A, there are toilets that ask you questions. Yeah, um, but I was exaggerating for comic effect. Thank you, Rob, for explaining that. That's very clever of you. But if you go in the countryside, isn't it basically a hole? Yes. A hole in the ground. Which, to be honest, I, th- I think I would prefer... I do not like the idea of my toilet just partway through going, so, you having a good poo? <laughs> <laughs> And afterwards it says, how was it for you? <laughs> we should do this again. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, that's, you know how you had a while ago, how you had the the um, the celebrity voice uh, sat-nav? Yes. If you get the celebrity voice toilet, I think you've got a winner there. Oh, Dodd, a Brian Blessed toilet. I was going for Ron Perlman, actually, so Ron Perlman says all those things, you know. That's, <laughs> that's, well, he you know. does have a potty mouth. This is... <laughs> I'm a little uh, bit ashamed of that one. Yeah, I was just had a, I, I, I was just hearing Brian Blessed while I'm struggling a bit, going, "Go for it, man! Put some welly into it." I was just trying to think of Flash Garden references there, but none of them are really coming to mind. <laughs> well, that's the last thing you want to hear after you've had a tricky poo. Brian Blessed going, "Gordon's alive." <laughs> that's actually really works, though. <laughs> no. You know, the black button when you got to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. Uh-huh. Ryan Blessed. Uh, anyway. What was the story about again? <laughs> Japanese toilets. We're going to move from Japan across to London now. And the things that make you go to the toilet. Um, Greg's have lodged a delivery service in London. And not up north. And not up north. You've betrayed us, Greg's. The the best bit is to qualify for the delivery, you need to spend twenty pounds. Twenty pounds on Greg's. No one in London spends twenty pounds on Greg's. I know. Whereas up here, that's a small meal. Yep. 
Yeah, Greg's are getting a bit heighty tighty these days. Yeah. You know, before where it was just sort of where Greece went to die. Not the musical, because that'd be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, generally speaking, the food wise. But yes. now they started getting all clever and doing stuff which is healthy for you and not full of grease. Bloody oh, I, I burst out laughing the first time I walked past and saw Greg's advertising a salad. <laughs> yes. He's eating that salad. And, and pastry. Yeah. Probably. Oh, they reckon that McDonald's... But it's actually just a pasty with a piece of lettuce on top of it. Yeah. They reckon that, you know, the salads in McDonald's are actually less healthy than eating a burger from McDonald's. How is that physically possible? I don't know. But, you know, McDonald's fries... Right, it should just be yeah. It's a it's a chip. It's basically potato fried in oil. McDonald's have nineteen ingredients on their fries, including the potato. Are they harvesting aliens? I don't know. Well, no, I, I think you're actually on the money earlier, Rob. The secret ingredient is Danny Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on on the correct. Oh no, How... I scared myself. <laughs> when when you've got like. Oh, imagine, like... John Travolta getting a salad and just rubbing it against his face. <laughs> I mean, John Travolta then or John Travolta now? Oh, John Travolta now. All right, okay. That's why it's a terrifying <laughs> mental image. You see, what they've got is the situation with uh, Father Ted when they had the three stages of Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got modern Travolta, they've got Pulp Fiction Travolta, and they've got Saturday Night Fever Travolta. Yeah. Just rubbing mm-hmm. salads on their faces. <laughs> like just on a conveyor belt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Back back to Greg's though. I mean, you've got like things like the app Just Eat and Hung. Well, I don't know. Hungry House. I think there's another one that's like that. And at the touch of a finger, you can have like all sorts of mad food, sort of and sweets and, and drink and whatever. Um, they deliver to you. How much have you got to love Greg's for you to have all that sort of stuff? I mean, at that point, it's honestly. I mean, it's all the same. It's just basically a push of a button away. Yeah. How much yeah. must you love Greg's to choose that in that situation? Yeah, no one loves Greg's in it. That is not Greg's market. Greg's, like, target market is the people walking past and going, I'm hungry. Yeah, there's a Greg's there. That'll do. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Greg's in Newcastle City Centre is in, well, one of the Greg's in Newcastle City Centre is perfect because you step out the train station, bam, there it is. Perfect. Yeah, That's the exactly. sort of people it's for. Yeah. Takeaway? Yep. I let insane. No, no, no. Delivery. Delivery. It, Not even oh, takeaway. Yeah. Delivery. Delivery. It's always takeaway. But yeah, delivery. Delivery, Greg's. <sighs> yep. That's not the most ridiculous food based idea, though. What is? There's a company in California that's starting to become noticed uh, for the complete waste of uh, resources that it's doing and using. It's a California based avocado grower and distributor. And they sell the savoury fruits, pre-peeled, pre-halved, sealed in plastic, and the wrapped in a cardboard box. See, that's kind of because I assume it's like the vegans who are buying them all. Yep. Apparently, these are fresh and ripe, and they're one hundred percent avocado. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, you don't want to get your avocado with bull testosterone in it or something, do you? <laughs> yeah, but how difficult is it to uh, eat an avocado? You Cut it in half, twist, open it, eat it with a spoon. They should totally put ball testosterone in that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would liven up everything so much. So yeah, put, yeah. I think that I think if ever I have a business, that's what I'm going to do. Just going to be normal, um, <laughs> normal food, but I'm just going to put ball testosterone in all of it. Yeah, and it's like uh, I mean, it's a sign that people are getting so lazy they can't even be bothered to uh, cut an avocado in half. Um, you have Let's supermarkets buy ice cubes. Yeah, people who buy ice cubes, but there's the supermarkets have now started selling sliced onions. Yeah, that's frozen. No, no, see, no. See, I was going to say the avocado thing isn't that bad. Yeah, because I guess like if you just if you don't want a whole avocado, then then I guess that works. Do you want to know how much you'd pay for that? That's a good point. How, how much would you pay for half an avocado? No, no, for the for the box with two halves of an avocado. Not even the same. Oh, 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 they sell them as halves. As a pack of two halves. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's kind of pointless then. Yeah, and they sell them as a pack of two halves of, of avocado. Not even the same avocado, right? And it costs £2.44. 
that's expensive. Yeah, that's that is pricey. Whereas an avocado, just buying an avocado will cost you fifty p. You know, I've never known there was such a uh, bustling avocado industry. It's just kind of an offshoot of people getting lazier. I mean, when you can buy sliced onions because apparently you can't slice onions anymore. You can um, buy frozen water. I know. That is the ultimate. Bro. I know. I know. Because <laughs> you just buy an ice cube tray, put water in it, put it in the freezer. The freezer does all the work. Now, when you're finished, you put it back in, get some more, and yes. over and over and over again. Exactly. It does itself. It's simple. If you live in somewhere cold, just put it in your backyard. Hell, there are even fridge freezers where you just basically push the glass against the lever and it makes it for you. People make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people do the most pointless things. Well, you know, it's stuff like this and stuff like the car that reverses itself and uh, all these sorts of little, oh, it makes your life easier, like self-driving oh, oh, cars. Uh, Sorry? Rob? Yeah? Hmm? Why, Rob? How often have you driven a car? Not enough. I can drive, exactly. but I don't have a car. But, but, but first but, parking is bloody hard. Yeah, I just sort of go somewhere else instead. <laughs> but the point is, it's technology. <clears throat> Our company's doing everything for people. Wally's basically right. This is true. Wally is basically right. I mean, I'm going to get my floating chair soon. By the looks of it, yeah. It's looking that way. Yes. And see, now I've gone down two different routes. On one hand, I've got like a... You know, a uh, Yoda on a floating platform, but on the other hand, I've got the Mekon from Dandere, and I'm just wondering which one is Andrew. Is Andrew more the wise man character or the evil alien character? We're possibly somewhere in between the two. Possibly. Anyway, I prefer to go down morally apathetic. <laughs> anyway, um, we're staying with food for a bit because something has been discovered on Amazon that you can buy on Amazon from a company called. Boing boing. <laughs> Classy name. Yeah. Is it an avocado cut into quarters to undersell the competition? Nope. There's a company called Boing Boing who've been doing some investigating on Amazon and they found certain products like Jim Pickerel and Yog Sothoth uh, who are, well, these are brands of a particular thing that is being sold on Amazon. Uh, Jim Pickerel sells for $185. A jug, Yog Sothroth, is a $75... They have a $75 option and a flagship $217 option. And I mean, for an Elder God, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. Do you know what this is that they're selling? Vintage milk. Know. Vintage oh. milk goes off in curdles. <laughs> and it'll certainly tie into our first story, and that will definitely be in a bot moment. Yes. When like, you're like the kind what we just upend it and it comes out as a solid lump. Apparently, vintage milk is a thing, and I'm not sure how this works. It's not milk that's gone off. This is still milk, but apparently, they keep it at a certain temperature for ages, and it's pasteurized and everything like that, and then it becomes vintage through aging. I mean, yes, that just sounds like milk that's gone off. <laughs> yes. I don't understand this. Milk, milk gone off is yogurt, but not put through any sort of like process. It's just off milk. Well, like are there now a bunch of hipsters chewing on their milk, saying, "Mmm, it's so retro." Yes, as they're on the toilet, it's just you know, no, no, no. destroying patio. Meanwhile, the toilet's just sobbing. No, please stop. I wasn't designed for this. <laughs> exactly. In the, voice, in the voice of Ron Perlman. Ah. <laughs> See how these stories link together? Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, the lot, Yofsagoth or whatever it is. Yof, it does sound like. Yogsothoth, yeah. I just had a thought there. I mean, that does sound like Goths for yo- uh, Yogurts of Goths. And I, was, I started thinking, you know, that advert um, where that terrible reality TV star slips a bit. And then she's got like a tiny little bit of like um, yogurt on the end of her nose. Oh, um, that. I think you mean a pop sensation Nicole Scherzinger, Rob. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally and happily, blissfully unaware of that, who that is. Trust Andrew but, to know uh, the names of the beautiful ladies. But the thing is, I, thought, Maybe I, I think. I just really like the lyrical stylings of the Pussycat Dolls, Rob. Did you ever <laughs> think of that? No. <laughs> if they ever made yogurts for goths. And they had her advertising it. I could just see that same scene, but she comes out with, like, black metal corpse paint. It'd be hilarious. 
I want that to be a thing now. And um, then Wake Me Up Inside starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, some of these bottles of milk have been aged for six years. That is some. And, really can, and can sell for $100. No. It's not no. like what. Do you know what Are I think it is? $100 or yeah. $100 doll hairs? A hundred dollars. Do you know what I think? I think I think there's some people in America who think dairy farming is like winemaking. You know? No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You know what's like winemaking? Winemaking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, sir, to start you off tonight, I've got a fine 2003 vintage milk. Or maybe they just got a bit confused on the way to cheese making. Maybe they were trying to think, oh, it's a six-year-old vintage cheese. Here's the question, though. Yeah, they're doing this. But are they actually consuming this? Or are they actually, like, putting it on display some sort of art? Or, like, uh, no, no, no. It's being sold for consumption. Oh, my God. The toilet paper industry is going to be loving them. That must be why the Japanese launched that toilet paper for smartphones the other week. So when you're in the toilet so long, then you're getting this kind of, you know, cabin fever. Yeah. You're in so long, your phone's run out of power. <laughs> all coming together in this big <laughs> big tapestry yeah and you know you can now have something to play the mournful tune while you're <laughs> suffering on the toilet as well because uh, a guy called Zenon John has built a robot that plays bagpipes because the situation wasn't bad enough <laughs> exactly here's the thing though can anybody actually play bagpipes how, how does he know he's built a robot that can play the bagpipes? Because there's this weird noise, droning noise that keeps going on and won't stop. I know there's different levels of competency of playing them, but it all sounds like just a noise. So Nessie likes the noise. Maybe he does. I don't know. I'm not saying this to offend the, 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 our neighbours to the north, but come on, you got to acknowledge the fact that you know bagpipes do sound awful. <sighs> See, I think... Bagpipes for Scotland are like what Benedict Cumberbatch is for us. It's just a big prank they've made up to confuse foreigners. Yeah, there was a news story recently where, I don't know, it was probably some horrible press out there, where it basically said uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's mum doesn't understand what all the fuss is about. She thinks her kid's ugly. (laughs) You're harsh. You're harsh, Mrs Cumberbatch. See, I thought you meant in terms of she thinks it's a perfectly lovely name. (laughs) <laughs> well, she came up with it, so... Well, yeah. Oh, I'm assuming yeah, she did. Yeah, but clearly she, she came up with it because she hates her child. <sighs> and it wasn't one of these, you know... Uh, what was he called? I forgot his name, though. It's the Eddie Izzard thing. The Zinglebap Doobie Deep. Oh, Engelbert uh, Humperdinck. The, Embl- the Engelbert Humperdinck. Humperdinck. Name generator. <laughs> Zinglebop Doodlebat. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. Is, is, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is one of those. It is, it is, it, it is. It makes sense. Like, like Ben, historically... Short for Benedict. Makes sense. Or Benjamin. Yeah. Cumberbatch. It's kind of an old English name. You don't really see them that much more. Because probably they own all of the land around us. True. So, you know, we don't know the people who own us. But put those new ta- two names together and it's like, you're just talking so much rubbish. Yep. We had that. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, I've just Googled this bagpipe playing robot and I've got to say I'm disappointed. I was disappointed when I found it as well because it's just a pair of hands and a tube. Now, for yeah. some people, that yeah, might be enough. Terminator <laughs> with <No>. a bagpipe. <laughs> for some people, a pair of hands and a tube might be enough. Are you sure that's not a colonoscopy robot? <laughs> he might have found that pair of scissors a lot quicker than the doctors did. Oh. But um, I'm not sure, uh, like, uh, taking the actual implications of this. What, the bagpipe playing It is robot. interesting. And now the robot playing the bagpipe. It is interesting that the, uh, a machine can be programmed to play an instrument. Yeah. But then you think uh, it's one thing playing an instrument, but I assume there's got to be some sort of creativity in playing an instrument unless you want to be in a cover band. And I just imagined the David Bowie cover band all by robots now, and that's amazing, and I can't get it out of my head. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's leave that to one side. No, but no, that's, a, that's a valid point, you know. Yeah. Is that... Some sort of start of the like a robot overseers, you know, uh, AI is learning creativity. Probably, yeah, because creative. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know if we can actually like, make up music. She is it not just programmed 
with some songs that it can play. That's all this one is because it's it's just you. It's a simple robot that just plays some pre-programmed songs. You know those, you know those cylinders and the, uh, that have the little pegs on. You basically wind it up and it plays it automatically. It's a like a more complicated version of that. You know when it starts playing like you know improv jazz, then you know you're in trouble because that's just what it's being. Other songs on the uh, then. Yeah, won't go there. Anyway, moving on. Back to food. Uh, drink this time. Because maybe... Is the... it actual... I mean, so far this episode, you say food, but what it's been is take away Greg's and six-year-old milk. Half an avocado. Half an avocado, yes. Um, it's, not, it's not the basis of a healthy meal, I'll be honest. I know. This, this, right. Um, I don't know what to make of this. And I know for a fact we haven't seen it. We, well, we've seen the effects of it a little bit here, and those effects will grow because a new study has shown that uh, on the high street, pubs are out and coffee shops are in. Is that it? Basically, what they're saying is we're going to lose the alcoholics and get the highly caffeinated people instead. So instead of somebody walking up, you're going, oh, I love you. Now you say that, but uh, you, you get this. This weird thing that's happening. I mean, I can't speak for anywhere else in the world, but here in England, especially in the north, yep. um, bingo hasn't just... Um, it's not just something you do inside of the retirement home anymore. It's become more and more uh, mainstream, more and more contemporary. And now there's a thing where it's basically a nightclub and in between rounds of numbers, they have, like, hard house. What? So, like, the rules of what is done where and by who means that, yes, the coffee shops may be taken over, but stuff is happening. Weird stuff is happening. And bingo, then hard house. I'm still, yeah. I'm still stuck on that. I think it was in uh, Blackpool or Manchester. I can't remember which. I feel sorry for the pensioners who get confused and go to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never know. Some of them just sort of throw... Some like, um, retired people just sort of throw themselves into anything. This is true. This is true. You know, you got you got all the time in the world. Why not give it a go? Uh, that's the a healthy mentality to have. Yeah, drop some in, get the glow sticks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but to be honest, I'm not surprised by the pub thing because that's been on the downward crawl for a long time now. You've always had these stories on the news about how this local village with six people in and the pub is closing. Well, and the post office is closing and everything is closing. Yep. And... It's all in like built up areas, you know. All the pubs are in built up areas. There's none of the sort of outliners, and uh, the Weatherspoons has basically taken over. So chain pubs full of terrible, terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> and also, oh, well, 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 uh, I was going to say, and also worse. But the joke is that uh, we're terrible people as well. Yes. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't speak myself out of that one. Couldn't speak <laughs> myself out of it. Ah. Uh, anyway, um, moving to Cornwall, but. Oh, is that all you're going to talk about with that story? It was pointless you even featuring it. If that's what you're going to do, no, no, no. I was. I thought you guys would ha, would would run with it, but obviously you didn't. Well, you know, I mean, no. The whole what point does that of, mean for other things, though. The whole point of it if is pubs go. If pubs, if go, pubs go, yeah. What about live music? Well, this is the thing. You can't really do live music properly in a coffee shop. If pubs go, what about these sort of little community events, which I'll meet up in pubs? You know, what about? What about sports events, like a rugby team, let's say, for example? Yeah. rugby team has a really hard-fought match, and they go for a drink afterwards. Well, they're going to go, Starbucks, don't be daft. Well, Would you no, imagine that? Well, no, because they probably have a pub. I, but I, I, just, I disagree with the story. So I'm saying there's like 360 pubs in York. They are, they are <laughs> not on the way out. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I like York because it's got... Whip my wop my gate, and that's my favourite name of any road yes. anywhere in the world. It's amazing. I think it's literally like a hundred yards as well. There's like nothing on it, but it's got the best name of any road in the world. Yeah, it's just this tiny stretch of land. E. <sighs> anyway, uh, moving to Cornwall, where the Cornish children are under threat. Cornish children are under threat in Cornwall from a horde of rampant, food-crazed, fat squirrels that are running wild and stealing their food. <laughs> I just got like, like a swarm of squirrel girls just chasing after kids there. That's a nice image. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having flashbacks of the Doctor Doom bit again, Andrew. 
Curse these See, I, I was thinking more like just a big fat squirrel on the playground pushing kids over and saying, give me your lunch money. <laughs> no, give me your lunch. <laughs> Not even the lunch money. It just wants the food. <laughs> you see, I'm just mashing all sorts of stories together here. <laughs> Remember a while ago when Jamie Oliver um, was complaining about school dinners for kids and you had a counter stories to that where like mums and aunts and grands and dads and granddads and all sorts were basically pushing chips through the fence of the school. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like years ago now. Yeah. And just mashing those two together in some <laughs> horrible, horrible mental image I'm not going to repeat. You might be closer than you think because one of the cases of the squirrels attacking children uh, for yeah, food... It'd be like, no, no, it'd be, sorry, I've, I've, it'd be like a, a zombie apocalypse, which just basically a lot of squirrels now developed the, the, the facility of speech and the whole of like a really coarse northern accent. Oh, Dodd, because say, give me your chips. Don't because it's <laughs> only it's only no, a matter of time. Like, they put on just a big coat and be just like, "It's me, your son. Give me the chips." <laughs> you guys might be closer than you think. One of the stories. Oh my god! Can the squirrels talk? No, can no. The squirrels talk, Rob. Not yet, but oh. some Hollywood movie producers probably will probably come across this story. And go, I see a movie in this. One case. But you say that, but there is like the most ridiculous creature feature in the history of cinema. Uh, Night of the Lapan about killer rabbits. Yeah. One case saw a child who was feeding a nice squirrel get jumped by a gang of six bad squirrels who bit the child's hand while trying to get at the food. Did you know there were bad squirrels? Because did they have like the hair slicked back? Did they have leather jackets on clicking the fingers? I don't know. Oh it... my god. I bet it was like the start of Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, one of the, another case had a boy who was attacked so badly he had to be taken to hospital. Oh my god, this is like the best worst thing in the world. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like these stories where you say, like a crazy guy clearly, uh, claims that he's been bullied by a cat so he threw it in the river. <laughs> it's like a whole town has gone mass crazy like that. It's not a whole town, it's the entirety of Cornwall, apparently. Oh, it's a whole county? Yes. <laughs> Here's a thing I'm going to regret saying, but what did they put, the, put, what did they put in the nuts in Cornwall? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um So I have Googled Night of the Lepus and it's it. the most adorable looking horror film I've ever seen. I think it's got like three point four on IMDB. Oh my god! They're not just they're giant rabbits as well. Yep. It's a rabbit the size of a person. It's so cuddly. I have to watch this film. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's it's going to be a wave. It's going to start a wave of just animals that aren't really that threatening. But when you get enough of them together, you bet everywhere squirrels. It's going to be a squirrel creature feature next, and it's going to be beautiful. I think. I if there's one good thing that can come out of humanity's time on Earth, it is a horror film featuring squirrels. Yes, we know we've won then. Um, well, we're staying with animals a little bit. Because uh, imagine if those squirrel, if this was a zombie th- thing, and the squirrels were zombies. Now scale it down. Maybe mice instead of zombies. Maybe scientists can create mind-controlled hunting zombie mice. Oh no! Wait, they already this did. This sounds like a continuation of a story a while ago. How there's like ghost ships which just roam the oceans, and one came back with like fourth-generation cannibal mice. Yeah. Rats. Well. Scientists have created mind-controlled hunting zombie mice. Why? <laughs> it's just, it's because if we don't, question. the terrorists win. Yeah, I know. They're basically they're they uh, they're basically a team of uh, neuroscientists and other researchers at uh, the Genalia Research Campus of the Howard Hughes Medical Institute in, in Virginia, and they've basically worked out a way of. Controlling zombie mice. Question one. What's a zombie mice? Are they reanimating dead mice? No. The mice are technically... uh, Basically, they've had most of their brain functions shut down and they're being controlled to do certain actions like hunt insects and that. Make no political statement, make no political statement, make no political statement. Oh, right, that's interesting. (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) Oh, we didn't make no statement. Well, it, it, it's like why they don't do any more like, spitting image because we live in a time where satire, you just can't 
satirise it because it's just so silly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to say anything, it just does it itself. Yeah, apparently <sighs> uh, apparently people are saying the science, uh, both the science and the method is impressive. The only thing, it, it, it's only for like military implications, this. That's the only real reason. Yeah. Everybody wants a, wants a big fat military contract, don't they? Yeah. Unless the military already knew about the gangster squirrels and this is how they're going to combat them. What with the zombie mice? Yes. <laughs> it's, is that the fight of the century, is it? Zombie mice versus gangster squirrels. And then whoever wins, you know, you, they get too big for the britches. So they need to send in a bigger animal to sort it out. Uh, I thought it was going to be more like West Side Story, where a zombie mouse and a gangster squirrel fall in love, but it's a forbidden so, love. <laughs> so to sort them out, they're getting like zombie chihuahuas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure by this point it would be cyborg chihuahuas. Yeah, cyborg yeah, chihuahuas. Cyborg chihuahuas, but the cyborg chihuahuas get too big for their britches. So then they build the way up to uh, cyborg house cats. And then the cyborg house cats have nothing to do with it because, come on, the cats, you can't make them do anything. Exactly. <laughs> then it builds does, up. Does and this up and just up keep up. escalating until we finally get the dreaded land shark? Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. That's how the end of the world works. We're building up and up and up. And that's how we get dinosaurs back as well, hopefully. Yes. No, we wouldn't just have dinosaurs. They would be robot dinosaurs. You know that. There's that game that's coming out in a couple of months. Uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which has uh, robot dinosaurs. Exactly. I see no bad thing in that. Uh, anyway. Uh, Question. What? Yeah. Do you think those robot that those uh, dinosaurs, those robot dinosaurs, have Bluetooth? <laughs> Maybe they do. <laughs> Maybe they. I do. didn't realise what Joker meant there, but I totally <laughs> intended to do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, final news story. Um, in honour of Donald Trump and the you know literally days before his inauguration. He already has something named after him. A taxonomist called Vazrik Nazari uh, has described a new species of moth that has a scaly head and a and some uh, interesting genitalia. He has named it Neopalpa Donald Trumpi. Define interesting genitalia. Um, it's. Weird and well, does it have tiny hands? Well, it's a moth for a start, so it has, yes. <laughs> and it's not just no, any no, moth. No, it has the biggest hands any moth I'll have you know. No, no, it's a tiny moth species and it's distinguished by its yellow scale covered forehead and unique genitalia. It, it, it the article says it actually calls it unique genitalia. Is it just like? shaped in the form of Donald Trump's actual face. I dearly hope not. That's the last thing we need. If the article isn't going to explain it, that's what I'm assuming. Well, apparently the name is chosen because of the resemblance of the scales on the head of the moth to Mr. Trump's hairstyle. (laughs) That's bizarre. Yeah. So uh, the the short name is N. Donald Trumpi. (laughs) Yeah. I... My point with this is, okay, yeah, it's they've named a moth after Donald Trump because of the because it's got these attributes, but you know, uh, it's kind of enough now, isn't it? How so? Well, you know, everybody's taking pot shots at him, and okay, we're all concerned about it, but you know, I'm tired well, of hearing about it. Well, the thing is, he's not going to finish his term one way or the other. He's already being sued by uh, what's a face from uh, The Apprentice, isn't he? The next contestant, but yeah, he's not going to. He's basically making like the next ten years of spy films and action films really good, but <laughs> actually serving his service. I reckon he'll get about halfway through. Please God, he better not be the next James Bond. No, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, you know, it's just the conspiracy stuff and the all the government stuff and yeah. how it's fractured. That'll create some really interesting sort of spy and action movies. That of True. which Liam Neeson will be in them all. No, no, no. Why, Matt Damon. Why Matt didn't Damon. he for president? He'd be great. <laughs> Matt, he can't, is it? He can't, can he? He's, he's from... Ra- what do you mean he can't? Liam... He clearly got somebody who's from Mars, run, like, who's going to be president. <laughs> but because he's from Ireland, it's not allowed, is it? No, Donald Trump isn't from Mars. If he was, Matt Damon would have seen him. Maybe that's what grew out of the poop. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, the moth's naughty bits are really small, is the point. I just Googled it. They just do search for Don't do that, by the way. Don't Google moth's naughty bits, because that's going to be some weird stuff. <laughs> that is going to be some weird stuff. Of course, I, I just Googled Donald Trump moth genitalia. <laughs> just a normal science search. And, my God, I'm going to click on images. <laughs> I like that one of the images is just a completely black box. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the sign on the Japanese toilet means. <laughs> oh, I understand what you mean, Rob. You do get a bit too much of him, but at the same time, he's such a spectacular idiot. This is true. You know, this is very you, true. You don't talk about him, he just gets more and more powerful, but if you talk about him, he just seems like more and more and more and more and more of an idiot. <sighs> anyway, that has been the news. Put it this way: an American president who you can bait on Twitter. Yes, I think that's <laughs> he's the, not got a long shot. I think that I think that's the best bit about Donald Trump is the fact that you can basically tweet something to him, and if you phrase it right, you're almost guaranteed a response. Yeah, I know somebody who keeps on sending pictures of the cat to a certain British politician. So if that was Donald Trump, he would have replied, and he'd have been really, you know, uppity about the fact that that. Cat's an immigrant. That's what he does, right? Yes. <laughs> no, I really hope once he's been inaugurated, like the next time in a press conference you see him, he's just wearing these giant kind of childlike mittens and just says, my press advisor has taught me to wear these. <laughs> For his massive hands. Yeah. Well, Not just so that he can't in... use Twitter anymore. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you, you want to go the overcompensation route, it has to be the giant form hands. Yeah. <laughs> no, because that make him kind of awesome. And you, you couldn't wear like those all the time without start of like starting to flex and pause and stuff. Oh. Then you'd end up getting a cape. Yeah, I have one more this science. How... <laughs> I have one more bit of science news if you want it. I think that's how um, the bad guy in Flash Gordon actually started. Yeah. Do you want the? I last can't remember bit... his name though. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Kang the Conqueror wasn't it? No, no Kang no, the Conqueror. No, no. Kang no. The Conqueror. it was Ming the Merciless. Sorry, no, Ming the Merciless. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a pretty good explanation of Donald Trump as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only without the uh, the mustaches that Ming had. Um, I have one more bit of science news if you guys want it. Make it a quick one. Okay. Scientists are compiling a database of farting animals. Yep. It's an open online spreadsheet that's simply called Does It Fart? And it began with a tweet from a PhD student at the Zoological Society of London who asked if snakes farted. And it has escalated into an entire bit of research to compile which animals fart and which ones don't. You know, I've always wondered where all of the sort of 1990s Californian American surf dudes went. They went into science. <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing. Because it, it's farting animals. <laughs> exactly. What's the scientific, you know... Well, what benefits like the understanding of animals to understand what what it sounds like when they fart? Well, the person, the PhD student who kind of uh, kickstarted everything is uh, Daniela Rabbiotti, and she is or he, because Daniela might be a guy's name. I don't know. I can't remember. But she, let's go with she for now. She is excited because. The average person on the street is also getting involved with scientists on Twitter over a topic of universal interest. Now, do you think it's funny, stupid he, or she, or whatever Rob decides he is now? <laughs> so This isn't exactly humanity bonding over a great scientific discovery, is it? Exactly. I mean, the only animal I'm concerned about is what does a bear fart sound like? <laughs> and and there was that one video on the internet of a bear of a farts in the wood alone, does it make a sound? <laughs> yeah, that and hi hippos. There was that video on the net the past week of a hippo doing a super fart. <laughs> Them too. That's all I'm concerned about. Because well, farts aren't funny anymore, you know. Comedy has ruined that. But yeah. the super fart. The super <laughs> farters will rise from the ashes of the normal fart and reign supreme. I was just confused as to what her or his PhD subject was that required them to know whether or not snakes can fart. <laughs> Do you think this is the most anybody's ever said fart in a podcast? I sure hope so. <laughs> well, she was asked that question by one of her family members, which is why she and she didn't know, so she asked the rest of the scientific community. 
Was it a six-year-old? <laughs> I'm assuming so. <laughs> it's not like a really serious family dinner, you know. She's meeting the well, husband to be and wife to be his new family. The <laughs> conversation gets serious, so they ask. So, would you discover kind of whether penguins fart or something? Yes, it's a riddle. It's like, I won't allow you to marry my son until you've discovered whether or not a snake can fart. <laughs> it's either that or a six-year-old nephew or niece or whatever saying, do the snakes fart? It could easily be either. Yes. Also, I know we said farts aren't funny, but can eagles fart? And if so, do they use it to propel themselves through the sky? Is that how Superman flies so fast? Yes. <laughs> Is it just one long, silent, but deadly? <laughs> Well, to be honest, the Man of Steel movie kind of made it look like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they just dubbed out the farting sound. <laughs> It'll exist on the internet somewhere with it. These <laughs> we, things always happen. Well, we know now that Parallax was actually a Green Lantern follow-through. That movie was a mess. <laughs> I know. An absolute car crash. Oh, no. What? The, th- the, the first option that's come up in Google is Superman fart fan fiction. <laughs> I don't want to know, but I need to. Thank you, Internet, for existing. That is just the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's us for the news. I think that's everyone's lot for the day. We'll leave it on Superman Fart Fiction. (laughs) Yes, and if you you haven't got enough talk of otter farts, I'm assuming they're fart, dirty animals. (laughs) We have a family of podcasts here on the Geek Show Podcast Network. Whatever your interest, we're sure to have something there for it. But as Rob said, it's like the show. Give us a rate and give us a give us a like on Facebook, Twitter, um, or even more basically, if you like the podcast, just share it on your social media feeds. Get people to listen to it like that as well. Share in the conversation of penguin fats. Yes, with your friends. Yeah, but, if uh, I found a fan fiction website that has an entire farting section. <laughs> <laughs> And on that bombshell, I think we better leave this week. Yes, and we put the internet down. <laughs> I'm backing away slowly. Yes. He, he's not, he's not. No. This is like opening Pandora's box. you just got to look in. It's impossible oh. not to. But anyway, that's all we have time for this week. Yes. I have been Rob. I have been Rob. And I've been Andrew. We'll be back next time with 100% less farting, I assume. Possibly. I make no promises. Thanks for listening. For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.